then I kind of go, look, I could be tinkering about with it for ages, like just tweaking, 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 and it's not going to make a difference to the overall impact of it. But because I'm a perfectionist, I could literally go on forever. Um, and sometimes you just literally have to have it like taken out of your grasp and just like put it to one side and move on. Welcome to the Flying Fruit Bowl, a platform dedicated to the discussion and exploration of art in the creative process. I'm the host and creator, Aaron S, and this is the first part of a two-part conversation with the amazing Carl Beasley. Specialising in portraiture, Carl's work is considerably striking in the way he constructs his paintings. Pop culture references, animals, and human body parts collide, resulting in images that exist somewhere between the real and the imagined. Going to start with our start there, everybody, which you just tell us a bit about yourself and how you became an artist. So, um, my name's Carl Beasley, and I'm from Reading in England. And I kind of always liked art at school, but it was kind of like I wasn't really dedicated at the time. I think it's quite hard to sort of like, I don't know, like I always seem to get to the stage. I've always said, like, as soon as it got to the more important years of school, I felt like I went backwards a little bit and kind of like the, the years where you have to decide like the, on the career and like everything like that. And I had a lot of friends who kind of like knew categorically what they wanted to do in life. And I was a bit more hesitant. Um, I think it's especially because I was into kind of art, but art is, is not a safe career, is it? It's not like going into the sciences or, or anything like that. And I've always thought about things um, quite practically. Um, because it's a lot of money to like the cost of going to university and it's it just kind of like that was always doubtful like if I had the time again I might I don't know like would I have gone to university I probably would I think um but at the time it was like it was a bit of a weird time because like my dad's always been very kind of like work orientated and my mum had just died and it was kind of like a really kind of like sort of like everything was a bit up in the air so and mm. I don't want to use that as an excuse because I know a lot of people have like had been in similar situations and managed to like cope with it quite well but I was kind of like I think it's where my brain was all over the place a bit I couldn't really pin down a, like a career direction like I, mm. it was something that like I said if, if it was if it was something that I felt like it was I was confident in doing I think I would have went for it but I think with art it's so kind of like it's it's so not guaranteed at the end of it that and it's more of a passion than I don't know it's it's not like if you if I train to be a teacher and like there's there's a definite like career goal at the end of it um with art it's kind of like you learn your stuff and then you're out in the world on your own and it can be quite quite a sort of like a harsh um career to get into really because it's 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 obviously it's, it's all based on opinions and stuff so it's um so yeah I, I was I, I did that and I just I just ended up not making a decision at all like and just it was it was I think it was the worst possible thing to do because I just ended up I used to like clean the school as a um as part-time job um yeah. when I was at sixth form and after I kind of decided I didn't want to go to uni I kind of I just carried on doing that for a while so I didn't move on and it was it was such a bizarre thing like all my friends had gone to uni um 
and I was there still at the school where I should have left and it was just I really should have like got out of there um sooner really um but yeah I just kind of just done that and um yeah went through a bit of like a, a dark patch tried tried doing like various things like my dad's an ice cream man so he kind of um I think he wanted me to kind of take on the business and so I tried oh, wow. tried tried my hand at that but it was just it just wasn't for me I'm like it's he's a more sort of like personable person he's very confident and also like driving the ice cream around around like the little streets of Redden and like kids running out in front of it I was like I was like I, I don't think I could do this I'd, I'd end up knocking one over I was like so it's like um so that wasn't for me and every time I tried these things I just felt like a bit of a failure like it's, oh, it's just not working out um and then I tried tried doing tattooing. Like I, one oh, wow. of my friends, he said he's a tattoo artist, and um, he, he's like amazing. Does like very realistic portraiture. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, just oh, I mentioned to it. I got drunk one night, and I was like, I was like, like I'd love to do that." He's like, "Yeah, come down. Like, I'll, I'll I'll teach you how to do it." Oh, so cool. he 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 gave me a bit of training doing that. Um, and that was really good, but it was, but again, my, the doubts came in. I was like, is this really me? Um, cause tattooing, it's like, I don't know if I'm being stereotypical here, but it's a very, like the people in that kind of world, they kind of love that. They love tattooing. They love yeah. tattoos. They're very, it's a culture to them. It's kind of like, yeah, that's good. Like, like he's, he's covered. And it's like, whereas me, I didn't have any tattoos. I didn't know whether I like wanted a tattoo so I was kind of um so I tried to do do that for a while and um I ended up ended up doing like a few on my legs like because he was like training me up and um it got to a point when I was kind of I was kind of like do you know what I'm gonna like again back out because I'm not sure I can do this like, I'm not sure I like I'm not sure I'm like involved involved in the culture enough and I I, I don't I'm don't know whether I'd be confident enough to like do it on people's skins like it's it's I, I, was, I just kept on thinking if I mess up someone's tattoo like mm. you can't like it's such I a, shouldn't do it yeah yeah it's such an interesting like it's the, these people are so confident doing it because they're literally working on people's skin and there's no can't really make a lot of mistakes there um so yeah I backed out of that and then I re really kind of like got I just I just felt like a complete failure because I was like I've tried all these things I'm just I'm like didn't decide not to go to university um and yeah I, fe I fell into a bit of a rut for a while and just kind of like but that did that did sort of like it, it, when I decided to not go ahead with the tattoo and I kind of I said to myself look I'm going to try and I've always wanted to do something creative I'm going to try and do art in my spare time and then try and push that as much as possible I thought I had to take that more seriously um because I'd already tried a couple of things and just and it, it didn't work out. So um, basically, I kind of um, kind of I just got into my dad's kitchen and kind of like set up in the corner there. Got some like cheap like paints from like the works and you know, our first canvases were from like, Poundland. I think we're doing little canvases at the time, so I started like just yeah. working on them in the corner of the kitchen. Um, and yeah, and it was I was I was doing that, and it was like because I've always been into like portraiture, especially because um, I just remember going to like seeing like the BP Award in London, and like be fascinated by that. So yeah, I was I was, I was trying these trying these little things out, um, and I've done a few of those and sort of like posted them up on Facebook, and I got quite a good reaction. So it was it was it was nice to have that 
sort of feedback and although like people say like it's oh, it's like you know it's not all about people like liking liking your work but having someone having it getting good comments actually kind of like spurs you on you don't realize how much it can spur someone on like just to go mm. like it's not kind of point, all pointless um so yeah I was, I was doing that and i was doing it more and more and then i thought um the garage um at my dad's was kind of like just over overgrown with all like like junk from our youth and everything it was just it was just a mess so i was like i asked him if i could clean it out um at the time and just like so i had a space to work in so i cleaned all that out got i think we went to a car boot sale got, got rid of a load of stuff and then um painted the walls white and just just so i had a, a space where i can work on like a bigger bigger scale hmm. um and yeah that was when i started to sort of like do the bigger portraits and it kind of it that was when I first done my I'd done a I'd done a self-portrait at first like um and it was like it was kind of like one half this a big face of my like mine to the side um very kind of like stoic kind of like thing and then there was like a a smaller one like kind of screaming out the other side um and it was very which is weird because like it, that's like it was kind of, I think it was kind of a way of me saying like uh, like I'm not okay but without actually saying it kind of thing um and I think it had quite a clear meaning behind that one which is weird because a lot of the paintings I do now like I always say they don't have like a much of a clear meaning it's more abstract and kind of that thing um but yeah I posted that up and they get and again people like really like that and I was I've done more in the kind of like started to do more in that kind of like style I think it, it kind of accidentally started this style with like faces coming out of faces and um mixing up like expressions um because those like first ones were kind of a lot of them with my um friends because I always wanted to like do my own take my own photos and do my own work from from the photos that I take taken yeah. and obviously your friends are available to you and so it's kind of like I asked them and they were like quite generous with their time and let me do it and just take a load of photos and do whatever. Um, so yeah, that's how I started out experimenting and then it just kind of kind of took off from there, really. So that's really cool. So what I actually really love about this is how DIY that is. Like it's very much like, okay, cool. All I've got is this space in the kitchen. Let's buy some paints. Let's buy some canvases. Let's start. And oh, there's a garage here. Let's use this space. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I think that's actually really, really, really cool because it shows that you have kind of like the intention to want to create whether that's yeah. in a garage you know at your dad's place or whether that's you know in the corner of a kitchen like it shows that like no matter what like no matter what's gone on in your life no matter what personal struggles you've gone through it means that you know you're still willing and wanting to create which i think is a great thing that's super cool but i'm yeah. also curious like what do you think you would have got out of university um i've always like said like the thing i, I regret not going to university for was meeting other people mainly is which is weird like it's not it's not the the educational side because I think uh, it, it would it would be great to have like an art education like if it was if it was free I'd, I'd, I'd take oh, it all yeah. day long I agree with but, that, yeah. Um, but yeah so I, I just think I've, I missed out on meeting new people and just just getting to know people who are into the same kind of have the same interests and kind of like yeah university they kind of help they can kind of help you put on shows a little bit and if there's a few of you together you can talk share ideas um whereas 
I've never really got out of my own kind of like space really I need mm. to kind of like I think it would just have got me I think it would done help me a lot socially as well because um yeah. I felt like in those years I was kind of like regressing a little bit socially wise and I think it that would have helped me out a lot and yeah. I think it would have almost been worth it for that even like I know it's a lot of money but it's just to make connections and know people and, and you know you don't know where it will go but um I think that's the main main regret I have about not going is the fact that I didn't open have my world opened up to other people and people who were into the same sort of sort of things as I was so yes I completely agree with that because I feel like I did a photography degree I don't know if you're aware of this I did a photography degree and the best thing that came out of that photography degree was meeting people most people yeah. I don't actually speak to now which is kind of funny but this the experience of going through um the same kind of course and the same objectives with like people who are very like-minded and that is like the best yeah. thing because then you know you learn from other people you kind of make connections you kind of have interesting ideas just like even just like somebody to bounce ideas off you know even something like that is exactly. what you want at the end of the day like I think it's really important and I think you can have that nowadays but it's not really the same because like you're always there's always like a screen in front of you yeah when you talk to people yeah. nowadays whereas and if you're staying with somebody you know it's a very different experience yeah, it's so, easy to sort of bounce bounce ideas yeah. off and kind of like just share yeah. and be a bit more casual about it it's um and also because yeah. you're both dedicating the time to just that as well whereas yeah. now we're so distracted I think that's yeah, also yeah. the problem so yeah I do I agree with that but I also feel like what I find really interesting is that the fact that you didn't go to university is what kind of has impacted your work in terms of like you know your self-talk like your perspective is different from someone who's gone through the academic system because yeah. your idea of what good image is and your idea of like kind of even like the value of your own work is so different to people who are quote unquote in industry or have the knowledge quote unquote have the knowledge um and I think that's really interesting so it gives you a more kind of I think a down-to-earth perspective, personally. I think there's advantages and disadvantages of going to university and, and studying. I think I think there's a lot more advantages of actually doing it. Um, but I've always kind of like pushed the self-taught thing. And I think it I mm. think in the past it's rubbed people up the wrong way a couple of times. Like it, it's almost like I read someone like this was when I was like entering things and and someone said, Oh, he, he like it was almost they, they thought I was being arrogant, I didn't need an education like an art education and they were like oh, I think he would benefit from the and I was like yeah I would um but it's not it's not sometimes it's not a practical option it's not the right yeah. time it's it's yeah. not it's not available to everyone so it's it's kind of like I was using that kind of self-taught thing as, as kind of like almost like owning it like going like I'm self-taught this is what I might not have the skills to sort of like haven't learned this but you know because I paint, I, I still think I paint in a really weird way because I don't like, I don't really know how to mix paints properly. So I kind of almost mix, mix it on the canvas at times. Mm. And I've kind of like gone through different stages of like, I never used to do an uh, undercoat of paint and now I kind of do. And it's, um, so yeah, it's, mi it's mixing it up a bit and kind of like just, and I think it's helped me kind of like, I don't know whether this is true or not, but if if people are taught like how to mix paints a certain way or something you can kind of see a similarity whereas I think if you kind of figure it out yourself you might stumble across across something that's kind of like a little bit different I'm not saying it's like majorly different or it's or it's, or it's better it's probably worse in a way but it's it's my way and it's the way I kind of like have done it I think it's helped to like give my kind of paintings a more kind of almost animated look like there's it's not it's it's not realistic and it's not 
but it's not quite cartoony it's kind of like in between i'd say mm. so it's like um and that might be down to like not actually knowing how to paint and also like i could go on like youtube and and obviously like learn all but that's what like i'm always really bad at that like i know it's such a great resource to have and like learn from um i could i could look and see how to mix paints properly and that but i'm i'm all always very like impatient with things like that and it's um it's such a like i don't know i just always want to just go straight to it sort of like try and yeah. try and run before i can walk which is which is bad like i always said like i i think i would have got like into something else maybe like doing like music because i love like music and i think that's like but i didn't i just didn't have the patience to learn an instrument or like um there's like other, other things like it's that's i get quite frustrated with things like that whereas a, a sort of like painting i can kind of like just you can just grab a pen and pencil and just go for it straight away it's like it's it's a it's 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 more kind of like less reliant on technology and mm. it sounds bad but less reliant on like learning the basics you can kind of discover it for yourself more like yeah if that makes sense yeah that absolutely does and i i kind of agree in terms of like you're able just to get on with it and then you'll learn as you're going along it's not yeah. you don't need people to teach you because you can just do it try it experiment you know and if you make any mistakes if you want to try no learn so that no you can google it or have a look but I'm also kind of curious, like, and actually, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but I don't know if you know what kind of learner you are, because you have, like, there's four different types. It's like audio learner, visual learner, what is this? Audio learner, visual learner, kinetic learner, and there's, I think there's, like, I might be like, there's another one as well. I can't remember the third yeah, one is. Yeah. But I wonder what kind of learner you are, because maybe you're just, like, a kinetic learner that learns by doing, yeah. as opposed to, yeah, like, possibly, by listening yeah. or watching. Yeah, because, yeah. like, whenever I just, I think it's more, like, when I've, when I've tried to, like, Look at tutorials or like I remember during the lockdown I got um I got a keyboard ages ago and I got it like as everyone else did like got out got out all the things you could do at home like to try and learn that and I was I was going with it but I was like getting really frustrated with it like it's something that I'd love to do but just my 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 head drops before like I get really sort of like oh, I can't do it I'm not good like, I can't do it I'm ne I'll never do this I should have learned earlier should have learned at an early age but it's um but whereas with the painting, I kind of could just could just get up and go. It was a, it was the quickest, most like accessible one, um, and it's it's funny because it's like with with the arts, it's I seem to I think painting is is one you can you can literally do by yourself. Because um, my brother's um, he's like a videographer and he he loves making like short films, um, and I think he um, finds it quite frustrating that he has to assemble a crew every time he's if, if he wants oh, to make yeah. a short film he has to get a yeah. crew he has to get the people he has to get the actors um someone might drop out and then someone then something else might not happen so just getting everyone together is is a difficult thing um unless you're doing something like animation where you could do it on your own which he's done a couple of times but it's um it's it's more um anything that you need other people involved always kind of like you can say yeah it's almost like when you say oh, i'll meet up or like do stuff or something and it never happens because it's so I, I think i needed an outlet that i could do by myself straight away and just just have the time to kind of like learn by myself and not almost be judged for it if that makes sense kind of like yeah, and of just not lose 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 the will with it um yeah because yeah so you want to basically would give you kind of the time and space for you to be able to kind of just learn yourself and teach yourself 
because yeah. also there's there's actually a huge benefit and a huge kind of like I guess confidence that comes with actually teaching yourself something and approaching something that you don't know kind of and just going for it and not even knowing if what you're doing is gonna is it like the right way is the correct way is a good way it makes any sense but like that's yeah. a cool thing but I think that's a great thing I think that's that's actually the kind of kind of attitude I think a lot of people need to have because I think a lot of people are just scared to do things because we're like oh it's not going to be good or it's not going to be nice or it's not going to be great and it's like nobody needs to be great they just need to be no, enjoying exactly. what they're doing that's what they need to do you know I think that's a trap um a lot of people fall into I, I fall into it like you, you think it's like you just have to enjoy stuff because it's like not like um and you've got to realize that it's, it's like I know my art my, my art's not going to change the world it's not like it's not like it's it's like it's one of those things you've got I've I've kind of learned to be a bit more content with where I am like rather than seeing it as this like end goal to be like an artist who like sells loads of paintings which is is a great goal to have and like I hope I hope it does get that one point but I'm I'm almost like not putting that pressure on myself anymore because it was just like harming me it was kind of like the pressure of trying to do it and like getting down because you can't because you've been doing it for 10 years and it's not like you can't make a living from it um it was kind of like almost putting me off it and it was making me miserable and it's just taking away the enjoyment out of it and I've kind of learned now like it's it's okay to kind of be in this sort of like little space where it's you know got a few people see it a few people like I've had a few sales it's it's not like a full-time job but that's that's absolutely fine it's, it's you don't have to like it's yeah it's funny because like I remember you saying before it was it's you have to really decide whether it's something you want to do as a career like it's because it's it does take a lot out of you um yeah and it's it's it would it would take it might take the enjoyment out of it if you knew you had to like sell paintings to put put food on the table or pay your rent it becomes something different you know yeah at the end of the day, it, it becomes not just an a hobby or an enjoyment it becomes a lifestyle and a career yeah. You know, it becomes that like you you don't become an artist, you become a brand because you have to create work. Exactly. Well, maybe not necessarily a brand, but like you become a business. Well, you already are a business anyway, I guess. Okay, forget that. Forget yeah, that line. No, no, it's true. It's, it's it's like it is almost like you know, like a one man kind of business thing. And you've got to kind of even if you're not like looking to like sell loads, it's, you, you do kind of have to treat it as like a, a business, a kind of like marketing thing. And it absolutely. Even if you sell one painting a year, if you sell a thousand paintings a year, you're still a business either way. Yeah. And you still have to pay taxes. You still have to think about your income and your outcome. You still have to post work. You still have to package work. You still have to approach galleries. You still have to market. You still have to do admin. You still have to do research. You have to do all these things. You're still a business yeah. at the end of the day. You know, you're not just you sitting in the corner painting. It, it's exactly. much more than that now. And the great thing is that it's going to go a lot further, which is the best thing. You know, that's that's a great thing for you. Is that like you're trying, and that is the best you can do right now. And you don't know where it's going to where it's going to lead. And I think that I feel like, so a piece of advice I was given years ago, like a good 10 years ago when I first started the Fine Fruit Bowl, I interviewed a fashion designer called Rufus Dixon, which is funny because I remember his name. And uh, I used to do wrist interviews back in the day. And I always used to ask people for one piece of advice for artists. And the piece of advice he gave was keep creating because you never know that your next image could be that one image that changes your life. And it's so true. It's a piece of advice that stuck with me all these years. And it's so true because you don't know what the, the work you're creating today that impact that will have in the future because the problem is, is that we look at everything so instantly we're like oh it's only yeah. had five views today it must be a failure when actually no who knows what's going to happen in 
a year's time and two years time and three years time with that piece of work look at tiktok now you know bringing out like a whole revival of you know early r&b 2000 hits now on tiktok yes, you know yes. 20 <laughs> years later like how cool and interesting is that like yeah. your work can have the same effect we just don't think about it like that yeah it's it's it's, it's strange because it's like it's um yeah, i think you've got to keep striving to be like think think like that i think the next one will be like the you know this is the what this is going to be always think you've always got to strive for the, your next painting to be better than your last i suppose but um but yeah and like you said it's like because I, I get quite a few like students contact me and it's always a, like and asking me about like my older paintings and like and saying they've done recreations of their like some of my older paintings which i find amazing and like it's it's like bizarre because but they're always the ones that have, i've done say back like eight years ago at least eight mm. years ago um they're they're mainly the ones that they, they've kind of picked up on and it's 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 kind of strange how they discovered that through like i don't know it's, it's weird but so the cool thing about that is that that just shows you that your work does have an impact on somebody like whether like whether you like whether you've considered it or not like clearly someone has looked at your work and liked it enough to want to recreate it so it's like finding out what that what that is that they liked about it like why were they drawn to that because honestly there are millions of artists on the internet but yeah. why did they choose you yeah I don't, I don't know it's like it's like i think i've kind of like got with those those ones that i did with like the kind of like the, the face coming out of the faces and it shows like emotions i think a lot of um I mean, like GCSE or, or A-level art projects are like are some of the themes they use. It's like emotions mm -hmm. and things. So I don't, I think I've asked a couple of times how they found me and it was just by typing in like sort of like emotion, emotional portraits or distorted portraiture on, on Google and it's it's popped up. And um, and yeah, that's it's, it's like, I'm, I'm really kind of grateful that that's happened because that is one of the things that is kind of kept me going whenever, whenever I felt like a bit like, uh, what's the point of it all like you know it's not it's not going anywhere um that's kind of like thought at least that has some sort of value to it like it's like someone's finding the fact that someone's like found me on one of my paintings on the internet and decided like oh, yeah I'm going to recreate that and do like a like, study of them it's like I find that like really sort of like flattering and kind of it's mm -hmm. it's and again, it's like, it's sounds like maybe a bit of like an ego thing, but it just gives you that little boost to like that you need to keep going. I think it's, um, of course, sometimes we all need to, to have that little like boost to kind of like pick us up every now and again when we're, when we're having the moments when we kind of doubt ourselves. I think that being an artist is so damn hard and there are so many artists. This is the thing. Yeah. Like I feel like we find it, it's very easy to feel like we're drowning in a sea of talent. That's how it, it's very easy to feel that way. Like yeah. it's very easy for that way because every single time you go online, every single time you look at your phone, there's another awesome, interesting, cool, amazing artist that's 20 times better than yourself. Yeah. Like on the screen, who's having, you know, exhibitions around the world and they're yeah. making a lot of money. Yeah, and you look at it and you're like, you're like, damn, that could be me. But then the problem is also is to, is to recognize that like that is not your path in life. Everybody's journey mm -hmm. is very different. You might not be the artist who has 20 exhibitions a year. You might not be the artist who sells 20 paintings a year. You might not be the artist that does any of that because that's not your trajectory. I think, as I said to you previously, like it's so easy to fall into this trap of thinking that we need to live somebody else's dream when we don't, Yeah, you know, and especially with the idea of like, stop spending time. Well, this is just a PSA for people, which is like, stop spending time watching other people live their lives and go and live yours. 
because the thing is that like the amount of time we spend online is insane and the amount of things that yeah. we do that don't involve helping ourselves is insane you know i don't know Such i find a... it I, don't, I find it bizarre personally yeah it's quite it's quite an easy trap to fall into though it's oh, like yeah it's, like, it's such a like i've done it a few times where i'm like oh god like i wish i could paint like that or wish i could be no i'm nowhere near as good as that and it's such a like and you're right it's like it's 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 a strange thing when you look at it from the from the outside that you're just kind of like focusing on someone else's like um because like like people say countless times like social media a lot of it isn't real it's all kind of like set up everyone's even if someone's if someone's having like a bad day they'll post a picture of them smiling like in the one moment so no one's life is perfect but it's 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 kind of one of those things i think yeah social media it can if you're not careful it can can drag you down a bit like just yeah i said there's so so many amazing artists out there it's it's just the sheer amount of talent you think oh my god it's like i've I've got kind of like no chance of making this this a thing but but like you said it's a different like you've just got to realize that's kind of like an exist in your own little space I feel like for every single time you look at someone else's work and you think I could have done that you should stop yourself and go and look at something that's going to help you with your own business and career that way rather than look at their work and be like oh I wish I could have just like this or oh they're so much better ask yourself what is it about their work that you enjoy and how can you how can you put that into your work? Like, what is it about their work that you enjoy? Maybe you just like their stories. Maybe you just like their personality. So it's like, oh, how can yeah. I inject this into my work? What is it that I'm fascinated by? I think the problem is that social media is very passive and we look at things like, oh, damn, this person's so talented, but we don't ask ourselves like, so why am I captivated by this? Like, what, what about it intrigues me? Like, I, I think every time you'd like something on Instagram, there should be a box that pops up to ask you why you like something. Why, yeah. <laughs> because that way people will, will have more of an opinion about what they actually like and what they don't like, rather than just saying, oh, I like this because I can press a, a button. Or I can tap a screen because there's not even buttons anymore. That makes me sound old. Like we just tap a screen, <laughs> you know? I yeah. don't know. I feel like social media is to blame for a lot of problems. But yeah. at the same time, I think everyone should just focus on themselves because at the end of the day, like, your work matters. But the only way your work is ever going to matter is, for you, is, you know, is for you to create it. And you're only going to create it if you're not spending the time elsewhere. Yeah, know? absolutely. Yes, yes, that's so true. It's so true. It's like it's it's something that we like just need to sort of train myself. Sometimes like, I I need to get into a habit of like leaving my phone in a different room, like when when I want to paint, or like yeah. just kind of like get it out of put it in a drawer or something, and just. I think the easiest way to not be distracted by your phone when you're painting is to use your phone to record your painting. Yeah. That way you can't use it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so the easy way. That way you can't yeah. even and also you'll get you'll get some content out of it. Get even if content, it's like yeah. even if it's not um, you know, the whole image, you know, painting from start to finish, it could just be snippets here and there or whatever. Yeah. And I know you already do that, which we'll get into later, yeah. but um definitely probably my only good suggestion for like actually not being distracted by your phone. Um yeah. and also put your phone on silent. Yeah, that's good. Idea. Just do like, that. And so put your phones actually put your phone on silent, turn off all the notifications. Yeah. Because that's I that's, still think I'd pick it up. <laughs> I think you just need to I, I would just need to put it in a drawer somewhere or just like get rid of it. Like it's it's I've got quite a, like an addictive sort of like thing. And it's like once you once I pick up the phone, that's it, it's game over. But um it's it's <laughs> yeah, I think I think but yeah, I've, I've, I know people have like deleted sort of like instagram and let, until they post something and then they've kind of like it's it's 
which I think is a bit, it's a bit extreme. Like, yeah, I, that's I, extreme. I love seeing like like other artwork and stuff, but at the same time, it's um, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Phone, phones are a distraction. It's something. It's... I think you're right. I think phones are a distraction, but I do also think it's down yeah. to the person. But it's also down to the idea of like set yourself a certain time, which are, when are you going to put your phone? Be like, cool. Yeah. It's you know twelve o'clock. I'm going to paint for the next two hours. Use the phone as a timer. Put it somewhere. Put some music on on it so you don't have to touch it. Paint for two hours or whatever. Then be like, cool. Half an hour. I'm going to check a message. Set a timer. Half an hour. When the timer goes off, put your phone back down. Get back to painting. It yeah. it it doesn't work for everybody. And I know not everybody likes routines. I'm a huge fan of routines. I kind of have to yeah. have routines. But like, I feel like sometimes it's good to give yourself that uh, box and be able to be like, okay, so I've got this time and this time to do stuff because. It kind of it works counterintuitively. Like the less time you give yourself to do something, the more focus you have on the more focus you have to do that thing because you don't have the time outside of that time you've given yourself. That makes sense. Yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, if you've only got if you say like I've got this hour to do this, and then you you, you know you're gonna. Yeah, if you say to yourself, you know, when I get back in from work, I'm going to spend an hour researching galleries, and you set yourself a timer, and you research yeah. a gallery for an hour, and you look at different places to submit your work, for instance, you know. Give yourself maybe maybe what you need is the parameters of time limits and being like, okay, yeah. cool, for an hour I'm gonna just paint, or for an hour I'm gonna learn how to mix my paints, for instance, you know, something yeah. like that. You know, maybe that's it's, just what you need. Maybe you just need that discipline of routine, maybe. Yeah. And like you said before, it's like writing stuff down as well. I don't oh, yeah. write stuff down and just to almost make a plan for the day. Like this today, I'm gonna to do this. Like tomorrow I'm gonna to do this. This is I need to sort of like email galleries this day. I need to sort of which I which I don't do at the moment. I should do more of like that. But um, no, this is the thing. You're you're still but, in the process of creating your work. So yeah. Give yourself time. So don't rush the artistic journey. Give yourself time. Yeah. I only approach a gallery. I this is I haven't got any knowledge or expertise of galleries or whatever. But I'd say only approach a gallery when you feel like you've got a series of work that you want to be exhibited. Exactly. No, that's the, I, that's I, that's very true. Like I have this is why I haven't contacted anyone for like for years really because I, I it's I was never really happy with like the I felt my sort of like outputs a bit too inconsistent and a bit all over the place. Um, I feel like lately I've got a bit more consistency with what I'm doing um, and a bit more happier with, with, with kind of like how it's going. Um, so I kind of feel at the stage now that it's, it's time to kind of like do that sort of thing. But I, yeah, for a few years, I haven't really, because almost like you don't get what, I suppose you don't get like just, just one shot with these, these places, but you kind of do in a, in a way, like, because yeah. like you kind of, you, you want, when you contact a place that you really kind of want to sort of exhibit or you want them to see your work, you want to make sure your work is, is as good as that you're happy with it. Um, and I don't think I have been until very recently. Um, I think I'm getting a bit, the last, last year, I think I've, I've, I've kind of like had a bit more cohesion to like, to what I've done. Um, whereas before it was a bit, like I said, it's a bit all over the place. But I think that's I think that's actually a really important thing to consider, though. Because I feel like I actually know a few artists who just create work constantly. All they do is yeah. create more work and create more work and create more. I'm very good at doing that at the minute. But like, if you don't have an end goal for the amount of work you create, you can create work forever, and nobody yeah. will ever see it because you're just creating it. But at the same time, you also need to create the work to be able to have like a show. Um, yeah. Unless you find a gallery that will give you the time, they'll be like, "Oh, okay, shows in six months. Create a body of work for it." 
then you have to again i guess with scheduling and demands and you'll you'll have a a time limit you'll have to set yourself a time limit being like cool i've got to do like you know say three paintings in three months for instance you know so maybe that's even what you need but i think yeah yeah i I, I just think as an artist or even just i personally feel like as a day-to-day person just going about your life i feel like organization and scheduling is quite important i think people need to be people need to have if that people aren't organized that's cool because you don't have to be organized but i think it's good to have some form of structure mm. and some form of just like being able to to know when you'll be able to do things yeah make, that makes sense so that is it's it's it is like it's, it's juggling a few things you, you have to do and like i think as long as you kind of like do something towards art whatever it's like even like like if you say it's just like emails or 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 sort of like taking photos of things it's still towards towards like the goal it's still kind of like yeah. Absolutely. Because the problem is even stuff like, like taking photos is a great point. And even emails are a great point. Like if you abandon them for long enough, then they'll become like a whole day's worth of work. Yeah. And so you just want to get to a point where like, and that's fine if you want to commit a day to it, but then that's a whole day. You know? Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of like uh it's kind of like finding the balance <laughs> between what you're able to do and what you can do and what you also want to do. Because if you're doing yeah. a job you're not interested in, like answering emails, so you're just not gonna enjoy yourself doing it. And it's like you wanna no. be approaching anything you do with a positive mindset and being like, oh, I'm, I actually want to be doing this. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, but, you know, this is different for every artist. So, you know, you, like everybody else, will figure out their own kind of ways and means of working and what works best for them. Like maybe routine doesn't work for you all. Maybe that's the whole point is you don't need routine. Yeah, I think, but, I think, I, I think, I, I think it would work for me, to be honest. I think it's, I do need to get more of a, a structure. Um, I think it's, it's, it's sometimes hard with art, like how, I have months when I'm really kind of like into it. And this is another thing I find about consistency. And I think where I'd find it quite hard if I was to do it for a, for a full-time job, um, I have months when I kind of like, I'm really into it. And I kind of like paint, 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 got ideas and I'm coming up with it. And then I have like a month where I'm just like, it's just, it's just, I'm not feeling it. It's not happening. It's But at the moment where I've got a full-time job, it's kind of, that's that's absolutely fine like if I need to I kind of give myself permission now and I used to be a lot more harsher on myself like oh why like I used to make myself miserable again if I wasn't didn't have a painting on the go um because I do think I'm more happy when I when I've got painting on the go I feel like I've got got something there um but I've now kind of learned to give myself a bit of a break like don't don't beat yourself up about it if 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 you, you haven't got a painting going or you you know it's just not happening because because at the end of the day you've got another job you've got social events you've got so many like different things that also make like your life it's 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 not the be and end all and if you need to sort of like give yourself that time to just just let it be for a month or so like and then sometimes you can come back completely refreshed and like with a different direction and kind of like it's, it's um and I think that's happened a few times where I've had like a month where I'm really kind of like struggling to like what to do and then I've kind of like almost like reset and then started off in a completely different direction and kind of it's kind of helped me a lot. See, I think that's interesting because I feel like we forget that as artists, you're, you know, you're, you're, you are your work. So that means like the things that you're feeling and the things that you're going through and your thoughts and emotions and kind of just like your perspective of the world is filtered through your work. So if yeah. you take a month off and you experience things, that will filter through your work. And, you know, it's, 
it's kind of hard to forget that you need to just live as well like you're yeah. not all about the art it, it's not your entire existence it's something that my mother always says to me about the fine fruit brush is that it's not your entire existence <laughs> you can't just be doing that 24 7 and it's true like you need some space yeah. you need to give yourself space from yourself and from your work because otherwise it can really consume you you know at the end of the day yeah because you're because you're very passionate about it and it's something you really like to do and it's something you want to do you know hopefully in the future possibly full time but you also have to remember you have to live as well because otherwise you'll just be consumed by it and then it just won't be enjoyable and it just it will go downhill yeah oh definitely definitely you need to keep that enjoyment there and uh, however you, you do it to keep that enjoyment going with it it's um because it, even though like I love art it's not all sort of like plain sailing there, there are days oh, yeah. when you when you don't want to do it and there's you have to force yourself to kind of like paint a couple of times and that like, it's even if you're passionate about something it's not like it's it's not like you're raring to go all the time with it it's it's you do need you do need the sort of like space absolutely absolutely so what is the biggest challenge of being an artist um yeah i think for me personally it's like having the confidence to back yourself like i think that's for me personally um, i think it's obviously different for everyone but for me that's a massive massive thing um just kind of like just just put it's it's hard to sort of like when it's such a art is such like a personal thing and it's almost like you know you're kind of saying look at what i did isn't, isn't this like isn't this good like for some people that's 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 absolutely fine they kind of thrive on it but with like I know a lot of artists are introverts like I'm kind of introverted and I've I've got crippling like anxiety at times like it's it's for me that is kind of trying to put your work out there is almost just so like just the thought of it it's um which you know that's that's just the way it is and that's just the way I'm kind of built um but yeah that's that's a real real big challenge of just you know having, having the confidence to back yourself and you know go yeah what I've done is is you know it's half decent do, do you want to take a look at it and um also another like another huge challenge I find is the pricing of work and and money and talking like trying to like mm. talk to people about like how, like selling the work and like because I always feel embarrassed about it and just I'm really weird like I when you watch something like The Apprentice and like they're they're all about money, 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 taking money off people. Whereas I almost feel like bad about it. Like it's um it's something I really find uncomfortable. Mm. Like it, but it's also like the things that take you so many hours to, to do, um, you need to give it that value. You need to like it's you don't want it's a hard one. I was thinking thinking about it, it's like art is especially what I do working on like large scale paintings takes me so many hours to do so you need to give them like a half decent price but um at the end of the day you don't like someone like me I don't want to dismiss like a like a like I don't want to dismiss people it's 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 hard because I thought the other day like it's I I couldn't afford to buy my work like I couldn't have it's something like I'm selling trying to sell work for prices that I couldn't personally afford which is a, a strange strange to sort of like hmm. a strange place to be really it's um yeah it's 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 a weird one see i disagree so i disagree completely yeah. like you're not you're not the audience for your work that's the thing like this and like this is the interesting thing about artists that i think a lot of artists forget is that as much as your work is personal to you and it's kind of about you from you it's yeah. you're not the you're not the viewer you're not making work for yourself 
that's the thing and i think it's easy to forget that like i understand you know i understand what you mean in terms of like you couldn't afford your own yeah. work i get that but at the same time it's like you're not meant to afford your own work like that's that's not how it's meant to be at the end of the day and and if it was you'd make work that's more accessible to to different yeah i mean you can always make work that is accessible to different price points you can always make like really small paintings you can make really large paintings you can have a specific series tailored to collectors you could have prints for the general public. I've always tried to like make things that's more affordable. Like I've tried prints at a time, but again, that can that can work out quite expensive because the whole process of I don't think people realise the process of like yeah. doing the prints and then obviously they come back. Some of them come back and sometimes they don't come out right, and and like they do cost yeah. a fair bit. Um, but again, it's like is it's all about. I think you can charge for art. Uh, like you shouldn't be embarrassed about doing it even though kind of like I'm saying I am um because it's, it all depends about what you're into really like people spend thousands of money on cars and like whereas I can, can I can care less about what car I drive as long as it gets me from A to B it's like I don't I'm really not fussed um other people spend a load of money on clothes like they, they can spend like you know 150 pounds per pair of trainers and stuff but it's and it's but it's all I think it's all about what you're into and like you said finding that target audience um because there's, there's like I said there's people who spend thousands on cars but if I was to set try and sell them a, a print for like 100 pounds or or 70 I think my last ones were like 75 pounds um like the the Gickley ones that I've done um I've done some cheap ones recently but I think those ones were like 75 pounds but I think to some people they just wouldn't understand why they'd be paying 75 pound for a, a bit of paper with an image on um so i think it's just about finding the right sort of like target audience because we're all into our different things and it's and we all have the right to spend our money on whatever we want so it's it's and i'm passionate about art so i like if i sometimes have like some spender i'll buy some buy a print from an artist or like to put to put on the wall so it's um so yeah, I think there are ways of doing it, but I've always found like that's I think one of the challenges is is is, is almost the pricing. And in the past, I've had people co contact me like for commission work, and I've almost put them off because I've been so like almost like I can I can tell straight away that they don't quite understand the amount of time it takes and the price and stuff, and it's it's hard it's hard coming from quite a sort of like a working class background that it's kind of you're, you're trying to sell these things that are quite expensive um but yeah like you said there's it's you just need to kind of find the target audience really don't you and it's like i think you need to find your target yeah. audience but you need to also know the value of your own work i think that's also the thing as well because there's no good saying oh, i'm going to sell this painting for five thousand yeah. pounds but you don't believe it's worth five thousand pounds yourself like you have to find the value in your work and be like, this work is worth this because, and you also, I feel like personally, maybe you don't have to, because it depends on different artists, but I feel like you also have to back up why you feel like your work deserves that price point. Because at the end of the day, like, yeah, you're very different because your work takes a long time. Your work is very large scale. So those two factors alone would very much suggest yeah. a, a higher markup because of just those two factors alone. But I think also the thing is that like, it's, you can sell anything. This is the thing. So you can sell anything. It's just about having the right audience. It's about having the right marketing. It's about having the right value of the work. And it's like, as I actually had a conversation with 
a couple of weeks ago, a week ago, some point in my, the previous past. Um, but me oh, and yeah. Mr. Frivolous actually were talking about yeah. advertising. Like, I love advertising because we don't need advertising. We don't need, we buy things we don't need. And it's like, how can you apply that yeah. to your work? Because art is a luxury at the end of the day. Not everyone can afford it. And not everybody really needs it. There are plenty of people who go through their life without having to really interact with any kind of artist or art. So it's like, yeah, why does your work matter? Like, who does your work matter to? You know, it's like answering these questions yeah. that, you know, can be kind of tough to ask and tough to answer. Like answering them will give you a better insight into like knowing who your target audience is and who your demographic actually are. And actually where, you know, where do you need to be yeah. promoting your work? Because maybe Instagram isn't even the place, you know? It's like thinking like that, you know? I don't know if that makes any sense. If that makes any sense to anybody, but. No, it, it, def it definitely does. I think it's, it's. I've, I've, I've always been like, I've never been afraid not to kind of mm. not sell something, if that makes sense, because I, I feel it's worth more than it is. Um, we once had like a, a plumber come around to fix one of the backs of the toilets was leaking. And um, he was here like, I think he was here less than an hour, but he came through the room and saw my paintings and he was like, oh, wow, it was like, do you do this? And I was like explaining him and he was like, yeah, I love this. And then at the end he was like, okay, so it's 130 quid, but he, he like said, uh, I'd like this one. Like, would you give That's me that so as cool. payment instead um, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the work? And I was, I was like, that's really nice. Like, kind of like, I get that. I love it that you like, like it, that. but it's worth. Yeah. Like, do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he, and I think some people just don't understand the time yeah. that goes into a lot of them. Um, and like, and some people go, look, this like the painting I have, I still haven't sold, so it's just it's gathering dust. And some people go, why didn't you take like 130 quid to like do that? But it was more the fact that he felt his time was worth that amount of money and then the time to do a painting is worth yeah yeah that's a good you point know what I mean? it's equal. kind of like it's it's yeah um and it's just and i'm not saying it's it's, it's wrong to think like that but it's you just kind of like have to i think you do you have to give your, your work value even if it's like you know it's still mm -hmm. gathering dust like like some people might look at it and i go that's stupid you like you know just just get rid of it you would have been on someone else's wall for that time but it's it's more to the fact that that took me like 70 to 100 hours to do that work and like and it's and he's got every right to charge what he wants to charge and i think i've got every right to charge what i feel it's worth so it's 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 finding that sort of like happy medium of like of just you know like just just something you're happy with how like you said i think you need to believe your work's worth a certain amount and like i have like sold some and i've give, given people figures now that i'm kind of like the last few i've sold is kind of like maybe a bit lower than the likes but it's kind of like i'm i'm very much happy and it was kind of it was very kind of like appreciated and it was it was yeah it was it was, it was good but um well, always give people a higher price because you can work it down. If you give people a lower price, you can't work up. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of always, always do kind of like go like, what's the minimum I would take, and then kind of go higher and then see. But it's again, it's just like I think that is a huge challenge of of of, of being an artist. If you're if just 
if you're if you're not a very confident person some people will give a figure out straight away won't think anything about it but I just find it so hard to, to find to like because I want people to be happy with it I want them to feel like they've they've got a good deal I want them to kind of like love it it's yeah yeah it's um yeah because you care about the work that's why it. you care about what happens to it after it leaves yeah. you like, like many artists do well yeah exactly you want, you want to see it yeah and some of them I've sold like and it's purely been like I, I just love where they're going like what the who who's going to be the new owner and what they're going to what they're what planning to do with it it's um yeah that's yeah. cool that. I think it's good that you pay attention to that because sometimes people just sell work and they don't actually know where it goes they'll never know where it goes which is kind of interesting um yeah but at what point I'm kind of curious actually but at what point did you feel comfortable to tell to call yourself an artist um I I still don't it's it's that's yeah I just like it's I think it's just something you have to do and get used to. Like it's, I think, especially being like, um, it's not my full-time job calling yourself an artist. You sometimes have this thing of going, oh, are people going to think you're just, you know, sounds a bit pretentious or like, and another one, I, I, I find it difficult to say like my work when I'm talking about my paintings. Why? It's like, your work. my work. And it sounds a bit overly, no, I know, I know. But again, it's just the thing that sounds, I don't know whether it sounds like overly noble, but it's, but yeah, I've, I've kind of like think, but why not? Why not? It's, it's you know, I think like sometimes calling yourself and I feel like a bit of a fraud if I call myself an artist and then I, I, I it's not what I do for, for a living but at the end of the day it's you know it's quite a vague term anyway so it's kind of like you can kind of it's yeah it's I, 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 I do feel uncomfortable with those sort of things but again it's something you just have to get used to and just 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 go with it and you know do you tell people you're an artist? Do you have conversations with people in day to day life saying, "Oh, I'm an artist"? Um, I usually say I, I paint. Uh, kind of like, yeah. So, sometimes I do. It depends on talking to you, but sometimes I say like I I I paint sort of like large scale kind of oil paintings and kind of thing. Like, because um, I think if you if you tell like a random person that you're an artist, I think they immediately think that's your that you're saying that's your career. Like, I think if it's like um someone you just met um I'd say like um I do this for do my job blah 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 and then I'll say in my spare time I I like to paint and I I, I do this on the side so it's it's but yeah it's it's um some people don't have a problem with calling themselves artists and it's, uh, which is which is great but I I'm again it's the self-conscious thing like I'm very quite self-conscious and doubt myself quite a lot so it's um it always feels a bit weird it does feel a bit weird so I think personally, yeah. just in my personal opinion, is that if I spoke to somebody and they said they were a painter versus they said they were an artist, I'd be very, very intrigued. If they said they were an artist, I'd be very intrigued in terms yeah. of what they do. If they said a painter, I'd be like, I could call they just probably paint yeah. trees or whatever. Yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong painting trees, some people paint amazing trees, but I'm just saying, you know, like saying you're an artist is like saying, like that's, it's almost like saying that's what you do for a career because that is what you do for a career. It's just not yeah. a full-time career. It's still yeah. a career, just not full-time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so there is no distinction. All it is the distinction of the distinction between a full-time artist and a part-time artist is the amount of time you spend mm. on the work, or the amount of time you spend on the art, like kind of the art business. That's really the only difference. Because what is it, the difference? Yeah, it's, you're making money off your work. Yeah, sure, but that's because you're spending more time on the business yeah, side of things. It's, so it's kind of like, well, you are still technically an artist, whether you paint for two hours a day or two hours a month or twenty hours every day. You're still an artist either way. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Thing. Like it's, it's it's something that if I was on the in 
like the other side i'd be saying this is i i could i would say yeah you do but um when it's yourself it just it just feels it just sometimes feels like weird coming coming up my mouth like it's um but yeah i do do kind of a, i find a lot of things like that hard like the sort of like the another thing is is difficult is like the like the personal statement you can you put on your website um to sort of sum sum it up yeah it's, it's such i've changed it i change it so much because i just don't think does that sound pretentious do i sound like a bit of a an idiot like does this or does it sound too like you don't know if to do it in the first person third person um what sounds more professional um again I overthink it so much to the point of like but I think I've landed on something that's kind of like it sums up oh, kind of yeah. what I do and kind of but it, that's just an, another one of the, the, the skills I'd love to be like someone who could get someone else to go like what do you think of that or like can you write this thing for me um because doing it yourself again you it's the it's hard sometimes to process what like your own work and what you what you think of it and why you think you've done things a certain way it's um and sometimes you can find like you can find out you figure out why you've done it a certain way in like retrospect after you've kind of like done it if that makes sense this is why you need to have or i think any anybody like any artist should really have at least, which is easier than doing nowadays, especially, but at least have three people you can message yeah. and be like, oh, could you just read through the statement? Or, oh, what do you think about my work? Or oh, could you give me some critique? Like, this is why we need a bit more community in the arts that are a bit more like, you know, to bounce ideas off each other and to kind of get second opinions because you're doing everything with your own perspective. Yeah. Everybody perspective is very different. Like, which is why I think people should also have their work posted outside of Instagram because. If you have, if your work is on something like boom.com or if it's on, um, this isn't happiness or something like that. And they write up about your work. Like that's what yeah. you want. You want to know other people's opinions about your work. And I've, I, what did I say to somebody? I gave somebody a really good, good piece of advice a long time ago. And I said, the best way to know what your work is about is ask five people to write five different statements of like five, get, ask five people, whether that's friends, family, or people, you know, within the arts to write, actually even better, get five artists, you know, five artists, friends, you know to write a paragraph about what they think your work is about and then look at them all together and then from there you'll have a good idea of how your work is aligned with different people yeah that's a great that's a great that's actually a great idea like, that's a really good idea because that way you'll see the different perspectives and you you'll you'll guarantee there'll be things in there that you didn't even think about in your own work it's kind of like this whole kind of conflict between you know, the whole kind of artist art making conflict of like you know who are yeah. you doing this for because you're kind of doing it for yourself because it's really selfish art yeah. is very selfish 100 percent you're also doing for other people because without other people does your work exist you know does your work matter if someone else isn't looking at it you know it's kind of like as you know yeah. it's questions you have to ask yourself i guess no yes yeah, it's, it's like I, over, I i kind of like think think like that and overthink things and kind of like trying to like figure out the, the, the best way to kind of like to move forward and that kind of like you said it's, it's kind of it's like a balance between like yeah you're doing it for yourself but obviously you want it to connect with other people so it's like you have to have that in mind to a certain extent it's not like it's not like well i don't know you guys suppose you can do like just just do what you want but it's um yeah i think it's hmm, definitely something to think about so you can like so you can do what you want if you're at a point where you can do what you want you can do what you want if you're at a point where you're you are a brand not an artist you're not a yeah. business you're a brand 
you know, I feel like they're obviously the same thing, but also very different. Like Damon Hurst is a stupid example I always use. That's kind of really horrible <laughs> example I always use. Um, it's like Damon Hurst is a brand. He's just his yeah. name. Like he can literally, as I said yesterday or the day before, he can color a piece of paper red. And because it's got Damon Hurst written on it, people would lap it up. Get Damon Hurst. He is, I think he is at the moment as well. I saw he's doing like almost like spin painting. I have no idea. Of, like ge- generate like, um, I think you go onto his, his go onto his website and you generate it like an AI piece and you click and thing and he just prints it off to you. And then just reading through some of the comments underneath is like oh. a lot of people weren't happy about that. But he, but I suppose he's got to the stage where he can do that. And it's like, you know, it's, like you said, he's a brand. It's, um, yeah. If people if people are going to buy it, then it's um like it, like you know. half the time he doesn't even create his own work. He has teams to do it for him. So it's kind of like yeah. You know, as I said to somebody the other day, I said like I feel like that's super unfair because the amount of artists that just all they want is the time to create more work, and you have people out here who who are getting the money for not even yeah. touching the work. That's insane to me. Yeah. Like that makes no sense to me. But I'm like cool. Oh no, it's it's, it's a bizarre thing, isn't it? Because again, it's like it's almost like a different type of art, isn't it? It's like more. Like you said, it's more of a brand. It's more like selling like a like a commodity to like mm. I don't know. It's it's um yeah, it's more 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 for more for people to put on the walls and say they've got Damien Hurst rather than to like especially with like like I said, his his latest stuff. Right. So let's get into your work a bit. So can you describe your work for those who may not have seen it? It's hard to explain. It's like I think it's kind of like it's always got elements of like portraiture in there um or the human figure but it's kind of like especially the stuff i'm doing at the moment it's more kind of like collagey kind of like uh fragmented kind of pieces of thrown together um it's yeah it's it's i always like i always like to have some sort of the human form in there um but it's it's not i've i've never been like into like recreating an image exactly how it is i've always wanted a kind of like mess it mess about with it and play it play around with it like one of the phrases i've used quite a lot which might seem a bit, a bit stupid but if like i feel like i've a child with like a big box of lego and like you poured it out and you're just like playing you're playing around you're piecing yeah. bits together um some things don't work some things do work but you know it's like and i think that's a, that's a huge element in my work it's very it's kind of like quite childlike it's kind of like playful and it's kind of I don't think it should be taken too seriously like it's not like um it's it's just me exploring experiment and having fun with these things and kind of um pieces I'm doing at the moment I want to explore kind of like movement a bit more whereas the ones before were kind of a bit more static but yeah I just essentially treat it as it's kind of like play for me it's it's um wanting to create something but I'd say they're kind of like very surreal maybe kind of pop surrealist but like not quite i don't i don't know i don't know again it's one of those ones where like i'd love to like hear how other people would describe it i think a lot of my older ones were more kind i would say they're sort of like distorted portraiture or like port kind of thing but these ones are definitely more more abstract i'd say they're almost like tetris blocks of like pop culture yeah because they're kind of like i used to like when i went when i done the first portraits like i said with my my friends i was kind of like I blended a lot more like I wanted it to kind of feel a bit more fluid um the faces kind of blend in with the other faces more whereas these ones I kind of like have embraced the the kind of angles I think I'd done one where like I had very harsh line to it and I I quite liked that and I was like 
because it was like it tried to blend it but it didn't quite but I was like do you know what I quite like the harsh line so I kind of like made the line a lot harsher than it was and it kind of worked so from then on I kind of like more kind of made it intentionally broken up if if that makes sense like see I think what's interesting about it that it, it has almost in a way like almost a cubist feel yeah, also, yeah. But, it, but the, so the interesting thing about your works, it, it kind of borrows from a lot of different kind of aesthetics. So it has like a cubist feel, it has cartoon feel, it has uh, a semi-realistic feel because some parts of your images are very realistic. Then it also has like a cartoon kind of animation kind of feel. Yeah. Then it kind of has, you know, a very like pop culture reference, you know, nostalgic feel to it. It, it borrows from a lot of different places, but then it's also something new. And I like that. I know a couple of other artists who are very similar who do work in terms of like, it kind of blends loads of different kind of you can kind of tell like the, these artists have been raised on TV. You can kind of tell. Yeah, yeah. You know, because all their references are very much like pop culture TV. Super Mario, for instance, which I saw in one of the yeah. pieces, which I was like, yeah. I love this. And <laughs> even just the idea of like squares and kind of almost like, um, what's the one thing here? Like the Space Invader kind of squares. Like yeah, almost like yeah, that exactly, kind yeah. of style and design of flatness. Because that's what also interesting about your work is that it's a mixture between flatness and three dimension. Like it's not flat, yeah. but it's not three-dimensional. It's a bit of both, but it's not quite either, either. It's yeah. really interesting in terms of like when you look at it visually. Yeah, see, I like that. I, I see I love hearing that because it's like it's I couldn't have said that I couldn't have said that, but it it makes perfect sense the way you've kind of broke it down. It's again, it's it almost takes another person to come in and go, This is this is this. And it's it's kind of it's so great to hear like another perspective and another look of it, which I don't get a lot of. I don't get a lot of hearing that sort of thing and it's kind of really nice to kind of to go yeah you should ask for that yeah yeah i should do because right. i think the thing we're all guilty yeah. of is that we don't ask people their opinions about our work we assume they're going to give us their opinion yeah that's very true but they don't they just say oh i like it how i emoji cool yeah interesting awesome which i'm very guilty of don't get me wrong but it's always nice to actually hear people's opinions or at least have people you can be like okay cool what do you think about this tell me or like you know what do you see in this work that kind of thing yeah, I think people do appreciate it as well when you sort of like, you, if, when they reach out and go like, because whenever anyone else has sort of like reached out to me and said, like, I love, I love this, like, it's, what made you feel, it's, it's great to like, it's great to hear that someone else has kind of like seen something and taken something from it. I was going to say, because you want your work to inspire curiosity. You want people to be curious about what you do. But it's also people yeah. have to also ask you the questions. It's like, art is a two-way street it's, it's a form of conversation it's a form of communication but you have to also yeah. have people communicating with you for you to communicate with them you know you have to have people reach out to you and be like oh so you know why do you decide to draw the super mario cap or why do you decide to draw black backgrounds or why do you decide to draw you know this or that to, to make you kind of ask yourself like i say why am i doing this yeah it's yeah it's, it's yeah, again it goes down to the thing you, you said before about um art and having conversations about it and it's something that i've not really exposing myself to too too much and it's and I think you need to have that to kind of like you said it's the back and forth it's um and then discovering why you've done something and whether that was a good idea or like it's 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 good to talk to people about yeah. like how because you kind of can kind of get stuck in your own head a lot of the times and you sometimes you don't you don't know why you're doing stuff and you're figuring it out and kind of like it's it's yes yeah, it's, it's interesting so are there any specific kind of themes that you look at in your work? Um, themes, I like. I kind of like, I wouldn't say, say themes, but I kind of like, I'm always interested in art that's more kind of like atmospheric and a lot of the art I love is more kind of like 
a visceral reaction to kind of like and it doesn't it can just I can just see it and go oh that's that's kind of like done something for me um and it doesn't have to like mean anything or anything and it's just it's just created almost like a, a its own little world or its own little atmosphere um like I love I love sort of like as a lot of people do like Francis Bacon's work when it's kind of like very kind of like it's quite dark and it's kind of like evokes something that's very surreal and kind of like of this world but not of this world I kind of like those in-between things like a lot of David Lynch or Jodorowsky kind of stuff it's like where it's 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 our world but it's kind of not our world it's like another um and I think that's the kind of like one of the main themes that kind of like this kind of like almost like uncanny valley kind of thing where it's kind of like part of our part of our well it, it exists on this other kind of place if that makes sense it, it makes sense to me because i was actually before this i was watching a really interesting youtube video about liminal spaces kind of liminal spaces uh, um and it, it, it goes into the idea of like the other world and this yeah. idea of like the characters you create are characters that are pulled from so many different places that become new people and it's like so, so like some odd issue is like do all the characters in your paintings exist in the same world Oh, that's a good question. Like, I think I tried to like. I suppose in the th- when I'm doing a certain theme at the moment, like I suppose they do. Yeah, that's, I think, or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, because that's something you could explore in the future. Yeah, like you can create like a series of work that are just based on reoccurring characters. Yeah, I think but, like maybe because so the interesting thing about your work is because your work is so fragmented. Like, what would happen if you had old paintings you really didn't like anymore and you cut them up and you stitch them together? Yeah, that's, like, a, that's that a really cool would, idea. That would be cool. Yeah, like that yeah, it's cool. like I like exploring that kind of thing. Like, yeah, just kind of okay, because there is is a lot of paintings that I that, that I'm not a massive fan of. Like, it's quite funny. But then you like, can still repurpose them. Yeah, yeah, and have to like, give it that like a new purpose. Yeah, new spin on it. It's um because because I actually think like mixed media could work really well for what you do. Yeah, I've been tempted before like, to try different sort of kind of like almost like paste stuff on or have something almost like coming out of the canvas like yes. like paper mache kind of like and then paint on top of that or it's um but I think then I definitely need to like it would definitely need to be something that I could actually get out there into the into the real world um and put in and like I'd need to make sure that it was like I'd have I'd have that access to a space where I could do that whereas um just just storing them would be a nightmare and um doing things like then that but they're things that you can work there. They're problems to face when you need to face those problems. Yeah. Create the work first and then deal with the problems after. Yeah. Because who knows the work you're creating might sell for a lot more money and you might be having that space to do that. Like yeah. don't so this is like this is your problem. You overthink. Oh no, this oh, is no, the exact no, problem. No, it's my, it's, like, it's, don't it's, even don't even think about oh but this, oh but that, which is easier than don't trust me. I'm very aware. Yeah. But it's like create the work and then see what happens. And go from there. Yeah. Experiment, try new stuff, just do things. Do things without any expectations then you will firstly you won't be disappointed and secondly you'll be very pleasantly surprised yeah you know it's so bizarre because like the overthinking thing like when i'm sort of like putting my putting my pieces together that's what i kind of enjoy i, I try not to overthink it too much and just get, get an image that i kind of like um yes. but in my day-to-day life i'm such an like, unbelievable overthinker like i would like spend ages rewriting the same message like or rewriting the same sentence I could spend 10 minutes on a sentence doing it in so many different ways and then coming back to the same sentence that I started with so um 
writing emails I find a nightmare just just for this this kind of and communicating with other people like when I've had to try and like sell my art or like ship it and just I've I found the communication bit so difficult because I don't want them to read it in a certain way I don't want them to get the wrong idea of like how I'm saying something and that overthinking um plays a big part in my life so when I'm creating the pieces I kind of like try and create them just as something that's not it doesn't have to make sense it doesn't have to like it doesn't have have to have a narrative it can kind of like I just like the way it looks it feels right um and I can create it so I think that might be why I do such kind of like odd almost like random kind of compositions the funny thing to me is that they're not random though no, they're no, they're kind of like there's a sense because there's a sense of purpose to them. Well, yeah, I like to I like that kind of like that fine line between the the the, the randomness and like I've always been fascinated with the ones where it's like again like go back to like Francis Bacon how his is clearly human figures, but it's that fine line between abstraction and and having form. Um, mm. And I like that when it's like, and I think even though my stuff is completely different it's more kind of like almost animated and more kind of I don't know collage um I, I still like it to have some sort of like form that resembles the human like like it's like I, I think if I went so abstract I I can't quite grasp like things so I think it just kind of works is that it just works for me I think so where did the fascination with figurative art come into it? And like, I'm particularly like portraiture. Like, why do you not create images of say like the seaside or like landscapes or forests or the city? I think it's like, I think I've always said like portraiture is like, I, I, I'm just fascinated by human beings. I think everyone's got like a personality. Cause I never used to, like I used, I used to be terrible at like drawing people at school. Like I used to try and avoid like portraiture. And then I got into it a little bit more um towards the end of end of school years and I realized like it's it's what fascinated me a lot more um just because I find a lot of like landscapes paint if I was to paint a landscape it would just bore me to death like I know people who love doing it but to me it's like landscape is like if I'm looking at a load of landscape it's kind of like merges into to one and it kind of like it's yeah, me a, land, a landscape is kind of like it's trying to paint that would be I don't know I get the enjoyment at the like the creation. I'd have to like mess about with the trees or something or do something thing. I like adapting, like I like the human form and I like adapting it. Cause I think there's a lot of each person's got a different personality and just trying to like I don't know, like it's a, a lot of it is just just I don't know. The human form is is just to me it's more it's a lot more interesting and fascinating and there's a lot more different places you can go with it, I think um in terms of abstracting it i think um yeah so do you think your work is a product of or a critique like either or of digital age it definitely i suppose it definitely plays especially the ones i'm doing at the moment plays a part because it's very kind of like like you said collage and a lot of it is images that I've, that I've picked from the internet and kind of like collaged together and put together and twisted them and manipulated so yeah and I think it's like the, like I said it's like the constant bombardment we have at the moment like everyone has with their phones and just like so much art so much art just everything coming from all diff different directions it's like it's it's quite overwhelming 
I don't know. It's got it's quite a lot going on in a lot of a lot of my paintings. I think I think a lot of people said there's 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 a lot a lot going on. It's kind of a bit of a bombardment, and I suppose that's in this day and age that's quite a common common theme, isn't it? But your work is very busy. It's visually busy. Yeah, and I think that really plays that that's the strength of it though, because I feel like there's so much to look at. Yeah, but you don't know where to look. Like yeah, this is like oh, this is just like a really well because like to me. You know, it's not, okay. So it's not like I don't know how much I should say this, but it's not just you know like a really nicely well painted portrait because to me like that's yeah. kind of a bit boring. Like I love seeing because like, don't be wrong, like I love portraiture and I love seeing people paint really well, but just like a really nicely well done painted portrait is just a bit like I'm like okay, cool. Yeah, like the technical skill is is gorgeous and it's amazing and it's incredible, but I'm a bit like okay, cool, like okay, is it really hit with me on an emotional level? Exactly, it's, and it all depends on what you what you find interesting with art. I know a lot of people. I've got like one of my friends who, who like I said, done the tattooing. He's Adam Davies, like a, he's an amazing like portrait artist, and he, he draws with like I think it's graphite pencils, uh, no charcoal pencils, sorry. And he's just he's just what he finds enjoyment out of is the is the is the process of doing it. And coming up, coming up with it, and like you know, whereas I find enjoyment out of the um, of the kind of like the creation of like coming up with something weird or something different. That's where I find that that my my enjoyment comes for. And so it all depends on what your what you what is your your passion in art. Some people love the the execution and the and the way paintings are executed. Yeah. Whereas to me, I know I'm I. I know I'm not a great painter, but it's kind of like it's the it's not about the execution for me. It's more about the the creation. And like I said, like if in an ideal world, I'd love to do something like like music. Like I used to mess about with like music software, but again, I I, I just disliked technology so much, like <laughs> that I kind of like I just have so many problems with technology, and I can't get my head around it a lot of times. So I love the more like hand to canvas thing, but it's it's the the application isn't what like if something's not that well painted on 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 my painting I'm not overly fussed if the overall look of it is is okay if I'm if I'm kind of happy with the overall look of it it's it's that's not where I get the like enjoyment out of it but um but yes yeah, all, all depends what you what you find enjoyment or the type of art you like like it's um what what appeals to you I suppose in this I think also we have to remember that like just because something's not painted technically well doesn't mean that it's not painted well. I think the idea of something being painted well is very subjective. Yeah. You know, because I there are many artists that I know of who have great careers and their work isn't what you'd call technically brilliant, you know? Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, as you said, it's about kind of <clears throat> about like knowing your own boundaries and your own limits and what you're happy with and the kind of the quality you're happy to put your name to. Well, exactly, exactly, yeah. And I think I've, I've kind of got to a point where I'm kind of like, okay, so I'm kind of at this kind of level that's, I, I, know, I know when I go walk into galleries and I see something painted in a certain way, I think, I, I think, wow, I don't know how they've done that. Um, but mine's very different. And I've kind of I've kind of reached a stage where I'm happy with how I, how I paint. Like it's, it's, like I said before, it's kind of like almost animated, but not quite, it's more quite realistic, but not, more animated it's not it's not perfect um but also it's not it's not completely loose either um you know, i love a lot of artists who do who do very like great paintings quite loosely and kind of like i love some, like some work that's more i don't know more big bold brush strokes and i've kind of mm. toyed with the idea of doing that 
in the past like I'd, I'd love to paint like that um but then I've, I keep getting drawn back to like the tightness of like some imagery I still like it to have a certain tightness yeah I've just kind of like figured out that this is kind of me this is this is I've just got, got to kind of embrace it and run with it really and actually saying that's a question I didn't put on this list the question I ask people all the time so I don't know why I didn't but like how important do you think having a stylist as an artist I think it, I think it is quite important to be honest I think it's like I love artists who I can see their their body of work kind of fits and like I said before like I think one of the problems in the past is I've been quite inconsistent but you see other artists whose whose body of work really kind of like fits together well and I think that is an important thing because I think for me that's showing their personality and what comes out of their head like my favorite artists are the artists who like is something that almost like it could only come out of their brain alone like they've created something that's like their personal thing so yeah I, I do think it is important to have like a, a style to it it's um it's something that I'd, I'd strive towards and I, I just want a little I'd like to get a little bit more consistency with it um but but I've been, I have been told that I do have a style like people um sometimes do say like they could tell that it was one of my paintings just by looking at it which which is great like I'm, I'm quite pleased about that but I don't know I'd like it's yeah for me for me it is quite important to have have find your own own sort of like little niche style so I'm curious about the imagery itself though like where do you source the imagery from and how do you choose the imagery because you said like they're random but one could argue like nothing's ever truly random for the most part but also like yeah they're random because they're like they're random in the sense of like they're a mixture of very different things but I feel like because as an artist you've created a piece of work you've chosen certain images yeah. to put next to each other you've chosen a certain composition you've chosen a certain color scheme for instance like they're not fully random like you throughout the whole process of your painting like you make choices yeah absolutely yeah and I think this is where it comes into like the where I can kind of feel like it's even though a lot of the images I've sourced I can feel like it's 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 kind of my work as well because I always had a bit of a problem with I, I always wanted to like I said take my own photos and source my own pictures but the practicalities of it is is impossible like I run up like I went through all my friends I took all the photos of them it's just unless you've got loads of money to spend to hire out people to to model for you or do certain things like at the moment I've got ones that kind of like explore movement and dance and I can't afford to like get someone to to dance for me while I take photos so I need to source these photos from somewhere um it's uh it's quite it's, it's more of a reluctant thing but I but I think you just got to embrace it like a lot of a lot of the images I do source from and I try to make sure that they're not um not from like other artists or uh, like photographers or like I do try my best to do that so a lot of them are actually um at the moment as weird it sounds like for like, like shutterstock like images and kind of no, like that, no that makes a lot of them are like that because sense. I want I don't want to I don't want to step on anyone's toes and I don't want to kind of like and like I've had a couple with like I've, I've toyed with the idea of passing like even like painting in the shutterstock watermarks that's on a lot of them just to just to show that like it's that look this is you know I, I know what I'm doing is, is picking bits off the off off the internet and and playing with them um so yeah, I think I think I think I'm more comfortable with doing that, even though that they might be like generic images on their own. I'm more comfortable with doing that than because I know if they come from Shutterstock that they're just you know they are they are there to be 
I know I haven't paid for the, the, the use of them, but they are there to be used, if that makes sense, rather than I'm not stepping on any sort of like small photographers' toes and stuff. Um, I think I, I, I possibly have on some images of like the, a couple of legs on the dancing ones and stuff, but it's, it's, it's so hard. It's just such a, it's such a, like a, a gray area. Like, um, but yeah, I do have like, I'm, I'm really kind of like morally like worried about that sort of thing. So, and I think yeah. as long as your intentions are, are, are good and you don't, and you kind of manipulate it and kind of use it in a, in a way that's not directly taking something and and just reproducing it and selling it for loads of money i f- i feel like it's i don't know i don't know it's 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 a hard one it's a really difficult area but unless you're a person who's, who's got the money to like pay for loads of people to like model for you and sit for you and do different things then i think you're gonna have to like, borrow a few images it's it's um and it's it's like art uh, is a lot of the time is a lot of it is borrowed from other other sources so it's i don't know as, as long as i kind of like as, as a couple of ones i've done where i've felt quite a little bit dubious about like but then it doesn't sit right with me so i know like in the future i'll try and do something in another way if that makes sense so i think the most interesting thing about what you've just said is a phrase you said which was like my work is different bits of the internet. And I think that really sums up your work really well because it kind of works out kind of twice over because yeah. one can argue it's different bits of the internet because like popular culture, but also because you are literally taking different bits yeah. of the internet and putting them together. So I think that's actually a really interesting consideration in terms of like, and actually maybe for the future, like when you think about your work and the discourse of your work is to talk about kind of like your work and the impact of the digital age is had either both on you and your work and also like how your work is both a product of and also a continuation of the digital age. Yeah. Like that's how you can describe your work because it really yeah. is that like you're taking bits of the internet to create this piece of work that doesn't actually exist on the internet to then feed it back into the internet. Yeah. Like that's really interesting. Like, like this interesting loop of how you're literally taking stuff from a digital, digital realm, making it physical and then putting it back into the digital realm to see how it actually, you know, reloops. Yeah, so that's a good way. Again, that's a good good way of looking at it. Like it's um, I always like, again, the enjoyment for art for me is about the creation. So I always want to have a bit of me in there. So I kind of feel like there's enough, even though I'm taking these images and sort of like repurposing them, I feel there's enough of me that I've arranged them in a certain yeah. way and changed certain things and then put it back out there that there's enough of me to say, okay, this is this is kind of my work. This is, this is, this is a reflection of, of, of what I do. It's, um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's a difficult one, especially when you're using other images that, that someone else has taken a photo of or someone else has, has used. It's, it's, it's thing. But I think if you repurpose it enough and kind of like twist things around, cause like just, I think, I think a lot of people could look at, would look at my image and say that he's, he has formed it yeah. in a certain way to so to create his own creation. I think as long as you're not copying an image directly and posting on the internet, or if you are creating an image that is very lifelike to a second photograph or very close to a original photograph, make sure you have permission of the photographer to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think that I think the easiest way for you to yeah. to kind of navigate that and have your own images without having to say your own images, just make friends with photographers. 
because they honestly the amount of images photographers yeah. have in the archive that they will that will never see the light of day yeah like, yeah again it's just me it's just me being like an introvert and worrying about that and just think but i should make more conversations with these people and just just ask them because i'm i, I did once actually like entered a competition and to 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 paint um this was years and years ago like to paint like paloma faith i think there was like a competition to win i think it was like a like a re residency cool. like an art sort of like mentorship or something um and obviously i don't have the photos of, so I've, i contacted a couple of the photographers and and both of them said yeah yeah that's that's cool and and actually thanked me they was like they yeah. was like thanks for actually you know just asked asking and they were both happy to, to for me to use them so i think a lot of the time they they um photographers are happy so again it, like as long as you're as long as your intentions are, are good and you're not trying to mm. just rip someone off um i think it's i think i think i think intention's a big thing as well it's like a it's like a, a, like one of my paintings i've done it's had um these these like adidas trainers by just um designed by a guy called kerwin frost and they've got like teeth and eyes on them so these like mad trainers and I just, I took them and I thought that would fit this painting. And I I just used it and I, I, but I tagged him in afterwards. And I was like, shall I tag, like, shall I tag him in? Shall I? And then he, he said, he said he loved it and he, he shared it. And it's kind of, I but the reason I was confident to do that was because I, I thought he'd see that my intentions are good. It's not like I'm trying to like take his work and thing. I was, it was more like a homage. It's like a, I like this. This is quite a fun thing. Um, so yeah, I think I think intention's a big thing. Like if you're if you're looking to steal someone's artwork and put it on a load of t-shirts and sell it for as much profit as possible, then I think mm. you've got an issue. Um, but I think and I, I think you need to give yourself a bit of room as well to go. Look, this is like I'm not going to be able to contact every single element. I don't know. Maybe may, maybe this is the wrong way of looking at it. But I think you've you've got to give yourself a little bit of room to to go okay I've, I've i've taken that i've changed it a bit i think it's okay um but like i said morally that it bothers me so i will always question it so and if i'm not happy with it i will use something else if that makes sense that just makes sense but it also makes me kind of ask a question it's not necessarily a question for you but just the ask question of like nowadays in the, in the digital society we have like what is intellectual property nowadays because the interesting thing is that but like you can take different parts of the internet yeah. and create a piece of work, but then that work becomes your property. But the elements aren't your property. That's kind of interesting. So to quote your very, very, very cool artist statement, you put here, misremember childhood memories and surreal fever dreams clash with popular culture and nature to form flashy Frankenstein creations built with harsh, brutalist angles. And I love this idea of pop culture and including pop culture in your work. Yeah. So talk to me about the idea of pop culture. Where did the idea of using pop culture come from? And do you think that creating images based on pop culture means your work will be more successful um yeah i think it's uh, the popular culture thing is like something um it's obviously a lot more it's, it's relatable to people because it's it's a link that everyone kind of has they'll they will recognize like certain elements and bits of their past that sort of like you might dig up memories from when they were a child um and yeah it's it's again it's something that i'd like to in the future almost move a little bit away from but I think it's good to kind of like include things that have been such a kind of like a big part of your 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 existence and kind of like it's I like to add little like kind of like things just to 
I don't know, make it more, make it more relatable, like make it more fun as well. It's, um, and, and the thing you said about like, does it make it more pop? I think a lot of people do it because it does. And I'd be lying if I said that wasn't a, a big part of it, because like I said, everyone loves these to see like images and like, I think just doing it in your kind of like your own way and kind of like, just, I don't know, putting certain spins on things. And a couple of, couple of ones I like to like, almost there's been a couple of times where I've added stuff just to make it more because you know like pop surrealism to me anyway and pop art is, is is quite an American feeling like artistic thing so I kind of like to sometimes add a little bit of like British culture into like the mm. the way things like like one of mine I've done like a painted like Tesco like reduce sticker on one of my paintings and stuff and or put like I'm, I'm really not into the brand book it but it's it's kind of like almost like a bit of a joke like put like the stone island badge on like one of the arms of one of the figures just to kind of i don't know make it a bit more to the area around me like and kind of like just bring a bit of like football culture into it and a bit something that's that i can relate to and is yeah and it, i think it just helps to kind of i don't know makes makes people um warm to it a bit more maybe but i think it's a thing like you said like i do think a lot of people do that sort of like add a lot of popular culture because it is popular and it's like a way to like it is very sellable it's a very sort of like um sellable thing that concludes the first part of my conversation with carl beasley thank you very much for listening if you have any questions or comments about it please send me an email at theflyingfruitbowl at gmail.com and get in touch by social media sites such as Instagram and Twitter. The Flying Fruit Bowl podcast can be found on a variety of sites such as Spotify, YouTube and Apple Music. If you like the show, please consider rating, reviewing, sharing or subscribing on any of these platforms to help spread the word. Also, don't forget to check out theflyingfruitbowl.co.uk for daily inspiration. And if you're a creative, please get in touch for a chance to be featured or interviewed. Additionally, if you'd like to support the platform further, we now also have a Patreon. Tears start from £1. And for more information, please head on over to patreon.com forward slash the flying fruit bowl. If military donations are not your thing, we also have a PayPal for one-time donations. I'll include a link to our PayPal in the show notes. Once again, thank you very much for listening to this episode today. Until next time, folks, please stay safe.